Welcome to Align Sacred Alchemy, a space to share stories to uplift, energize, and spark your awakening in remembering your unique brand of magic. We talk about all things energy, ethical, healthy, and inclusive manifesting, being in a state of receiving, and how to courageously manifest on purpose to live the life you are truly capable of living. Join me for each episode as we tap into your inner guidance and inspiration from conversations that we have to remember why we are all here and how we get to honor ourselves so that we can all enjoy our journey along our soul's path. Hello, Divine Souls, and welcome back. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about the shadow of your cultural identity, and we're going to explore the link between your cultural identity and manifesting, and how operating from your shadow of your cultural identity may be showing up in your life and in your manifesting. I'll be sharing more about your soul's essence before we dive deeper into how you get to identify when you're in or out of alignment with your soul's essence. And we'll also talk about anchoring into your own soul's essence to amplify your true creative potential for more potent actualizing and a boost in your creativity. And finally, I'll be talking you through how you can identify when you're operating from your shadows based on your cultural identity so you can recognize this for yourself and start to alchemize it to supercharge your ability to manifest. So let's begin. In Translate, which for those of you who don't know, is my gorgeous manifesting community of awesome souls from all over the world. Translate is a collective of conscious creators, all of whom are actually committed to having their desires and having the freedom to express themselves fully instead of just dreaming or visualizing their desires. Because that is such an essential part of manifesting your heart's desires, the commitment piece. Without that, nothing you do will really ever work. Or at least any change that you create or anything that you try to manifest won't really last. Without the commitment, your desired life simply becomes a fantasy that lives in your head in an energetic form and it doesn't really translate into your actual reality. Have you ever had a dream that you've fantasized about or you visualized but it never seems to manifest into your reality? God knows I've had plenty of these kinds of dreams in the past and even now, If I'm totally honest with you, I still have them even after all these years of doing this work. If you can relate, then lean into this conversation and you may just be able to see where you are operating from the shadow of your cultural imprinting that keeps that desire just a dream or a fantasy. And also, I invite you to ask yourself how committed you are to having your desires. And being brutally honest with yourself. If you get the sense that you aren't totally committed, that's cool. It doesn't mean that that desire isn't correct for you. It may mean that, but it could be that it's not a priority for you right now and that there's something else that is. There's something else which is more of a priority for you in this moment of time. 
In which case, you simply need to shift your focus on what's truly a priority and that you are totally committed to having right now. That thing that you're not willing to delay any longer. You don't want to wait another few weeks for it. You're not willing to wait another couple of months for it. You're not willing to park it for another year and revisit it in 12 months time. It's something that you would like to have now that you're totally committed to having now. What is that for you? So part of the work that I do with the members of my Translate community is to take a deep dive into helping them discern when they are either operating from a mask that they've hidden behind because of the culture that they've been raised in, or when they're as aligned AF and operating from their true soul's essence. And here's why it's so important to understand this piece. Because when you are walking on your soul's path, in other words, you're on purpose, and then if you deeply trust and follow through on your intuition, then you're going to start to function from your true soul's essence. So do you see the connection? You've got to be walking on your soul's path, and therefore you'll be on purpose, and you'll be cognitively aware of your purpose. Because let's face it, all of us are always living our purpose, no matter what. Your soul has this beautiful way of course correcting you so that you are living your purpose. A lot of times in the self-development world, purpose has been made so significant that people get really confused or overwhelmed with trying to find their purpose. But when you're walking along your soul's path, and as long as you keep following your breadcrumb trails of the desires that drop into your heart, your heartfelt desires, not the things that you should want because other people have told you, or that's what's expected of you, or that's what you've seen someone else do, and you think, yeah, maybe I should have that as well. But it's your deepest desires, and you keep following your intuition minute by minute, moment by moment, with every decision, every choice that you're making throughout the 24-hour period in a day, then you start to function from your true soul's essence. This is not the diluted version that is actually where you may be operating from your shadow of your true identity. But rather, it's the exalted and highest state of your soul's essence and energy. And this beautiful place is where your unique manifesting style lives. It's the intersection between all of these things. So let's just pause here and talk about your soul's essence before diving into how you can identify when you're in or out of alignment with it. Your soul's essence is your highest creative potential. When my clients ask me, what even is your soul's essence? That's the way that I describe it. It's your highest creative potential. And it not only encompasses the creativity expressed as manifesting abilities, the things that you consciously change or create and call in to your life, but it's also the fullest expression of your creativity, the hidden depths to your creative potential. 
In this space, you get to become aware of all the different and varying expressions of your soul's creativity. And you have lots. There is deep complexities within you, I promise you, as you're listening into this. Notice how you're feeling. Notice if you feel like, oh, maybe that doesn't apply to me. Because if you're feeling that, that's okay. That will be highlighting your conditioning because there are deeper complexities, hidden gifts and talents that maybe you have spent your whole life thinking you never had, but they do reside within the context of your soul's creativity. And it's those secret desires that you know deep down you'd love to do, but you've never pursued them because you've decided maybe they weren't a priority or for whatever reason, you don't feel like you can share them with others. Or maybe you feel like you're not good enough or you need more training or you don't have those gifts or those talents like everyone else does. Let me share a personal example with you to illustrate this. And as I share my own experience, I invite you to explore where this very phenomenon may be showing up for you in your life. For those of you who don't know, I'm an intuitive artist. And this is something I only recently came out of the closet with. I channel art infused with specific frequencies healing frequencies that usually come with a message for the soul for whom the piece is being created for. If you haven't checked out some of my pieces or you would like to, then head over to my Instagram for a little look. I call myself an artist now, but only 18 months ago, I was going around telling everyone that I did not have a creative bone in my body and that I had trouble drawing stick men. I had got so steeped in my cultural imprinting and listening to people in a position of authority telling me what I'm good at and what I should stay clear from that I diluted my soul's essence and contracted my inherent ability to create magical art that is infused with healing, channeled information and frequencies. I'd completely convinced myself that I wasn't capable of this, that I wasn't good enough, that I didn't have the capacity or the gifts to be an artist and a scientist. So what changed for me to unleash my inner artist so late in my life? Well, I started to discern between all the labels and identities that had been assigned to me by my culture, by my upbringing, by other people. And as I started to do that, it totally shifted my self-perception. My self-perception being the way that I perceived myself, the way that I experienced myself, and therefore how I projected myself out into the world, how I expressed myself, it all started to change. As I started to anchor into my true soul's essence, my creativity exploded. I started off experimenting with the world of fluid art and it rapidly snowballed, literally within a couple of weeks, when people started to ask me if I was selling my art. I remember just putting up some photographs on my Facebook page, on my personal Facebook page, just as a way for me to document my art journey for no other reason whatsoever and certainly not with the intention of selling. 
but people started to ask me if I was selling my art. They started to ask me if I would do them some commissions. It was so surreal that within only a few weeks, people were asking to pay me to create this art for them. And I'd never intended, I'd never dreamt that would happen within a million years. The paintings literally started to sell themselves. And as I stepped even deeper into my soul's essence, my art began to evolve. And I moved from doing the fluid art and I started experimenting with drawing intuitive sketches. Now, I'm not someone who has any formal art training. It's all intuitive. Everything I do is self-taught. And since I've started to open up my art skills, I have been curious and I've been looking around and there's been a couple of small little courses that I've been taking to refine my skills. But at the beginning, it was all intuitive. Everything I did was self-taught. But as a little girl, I always knew I could draw portraits and sketches. I remember watching TV programs of police investigations using artists to draw portraits of suspects and psychics drawing psychic sketches. And deep down, I just knew I could do that. I never dared to express to anyone that I knew I could do that because I thought they'd laugh at me. So I kept it to myself for decades. But at the age of 11, during an art class, my teacher peered over my shoulder when we were using charcoal to draw some art. And she said to me, Brass, art really isn't your forte. You should probably stick to science. Before she said this, I was so proud of the apple I'd sketched. But as she said this to me, I felt my heart sink. And for me, it was a really visceral experience. The confidence that I had just moments ago immediately dissolved and I started to see this piece of art through the lens of judgment and criticism. I started to look around and compare my art to others and I decided it must be really rubbish and theirs must be better because the teacher had only singled me out to tell me that I should stick to science. She hadn't said that to anyone else in the class. And so what did I make that mean? that I wasn't good enough. Even my best work was so bad. And in that split second, I took on that projection and accepted that I wasn't an artist and that I should stick to science. So I totally bought into that reality and identity and adopted my self-perception of not being an artist. Can you see how often we do this not knowing that we're even doing it. Where in your life have you done the same thing? And maybe it's not exactly the same scenario as me, but what is your version of this scenario? If you're willing, drop it into the comments or find me on Instagram and DM me. I love hearing from you. For me, it was really from that day when I started to believe that I was no good at art that I was so rubbish that even drawing stick men was beyond me. So I avoided it every chance that I got. I went years believing that I was rubbish at art or anything even remotely creative. Even when I would bake some of the most creative cakes and decorate them for my family on their birthdays, 
I never acknowledged the creativity behind that. Even when I would doodle beautiful, intricate mendi or henna patterns on scraps of paper, I still honestly believed that I wasn't creative. I adopted the identity of a scientist rather than an artist, and it didn't even occur to me that you could be both. Still, deep down, I always wanted to draw, to sketch, to create beautiful and meaningful art. And I still would. I would doodle. I would draw these rough eye sketches. I had an obsession with drawing eyes ever since I was young. And I wouldn't think there were anything other than just doodles on pieces of paper that I was doing. Because I just never had the confidence to be an artist, to own my skills, to even try after that incident in that art class at the age of 11. Until 18 months ago, when I aligned with my true soul's essence, as I discovered more about myself, my unique energy flows, and I started to honor my true desires, what I really wanted out of life, what was important to me, what was deeply satisfying for me, how I wanted to express myself into the world. I started to deepen my trust in my intuition and I cultivated the courage to follow it through. That's when everything changed and I was able to own my hidden gifts and be fully expressed in my true creative potential. So what unexpressed creative potential is waiting to be unleashed for you, dear listener? Let's dive deep and see if we can start to lift the lid on what that may be for you. The first thing you need to do is to be able to recognize when you're operating from the shadows of your cultural imprinting. So let's talk about this. The shadow of not operating from your true soul's essence can often show up as frustration when you're creating change. So think about any time that you've tried to manifest, create, call in something new or change something in your life and frustration has shown up for you. Anger has shown up for you. That frustration can feel like nothing is changing even though you're doing everything that you should be doing. You're pulling out all the stops. You're following all the directions that you've been told and still nothing is moving for you. It may present itself by you cutting off relationships with loved ones because you believe you can't share how you truly feel or what you truly feel. Maybe it's not cutting off relationships, but just creating barriers, creating distance between people. And that all leads to these feelings of loneliness, isolation, rejection, not being understood by the people that you love and care deeply for not being listened to, almost like you're invisible, that you can't talk to anyone because you're so misunderstood. That frustration can feel like knowing that you're capable of so much more, but deep down you're frustrated because you can't seem to tip the scale in your favor. Knowing that you're here to do something bigger and better, but not being able to put a finger on quite what that is. That frustration can feel like 
Depression, it can manifest as depression and anxiety in a physical sense, where either you're spending a lot of time reminiscing the past where you've been misunderstood. So it had you doubting yourself and making choices against what you knew was correct for you. And maybe that led to the bad, painful experiences in your life that felt like suffering, betrayal or hurt or the traumas that you've experienced because you ignored your intuition or you didn't use your natural gifts because you were stuck in this loop of needing to prove yourself first. How many of you have been there? You know, proving your worth, trying to prove your innate gifts trying to prove that your different perspective is correct for you. So you start to justify yourself. You start to defend yourself and your choices. Or on the other end of the spectrum, maybe you spend a lot of time jumping into the future and getting consumed in thinking of worst case scenarios, which of course lead to this fear paralysis state. I call it fear paralysis because it's literally where you freeze. You don't follow through. You're buffering, you know, just procrastinating. Either you're stuck in perfectionism, you're not putting things out there, you're not putting yourself out there, you're not taking that action. And so that stops any momentum that you may have already gained. And then you end up spinning your wheels and that leads to more frustration. And then what happens? Mostly people, when you get to that energy, it's like this downward spiral where you get into this victim energy and the poor me syndrome. Poor me. Nothing ever works out for me. I'm just not lucky enough. You know, that kind of conversation. And so mostly when people reach that point, they start looking for people to blame for their situation. So that can create discord in your relationship, disharmony in your relationships, because maybe you react and in anger, you say things that you don't actually mean. And you may end up pushing others away and then feeling isolated when they distance themselves from you. Does any of that sound familiar? Can you recognize yourself in any of those situations? And if so, don't worry, you are not alone. All is not lost. I have literally done all of that in my life. And I can tell you I am the living proof that you can alchemize this and move through it. Get through that transformation and into your breakthrough onto the other side where you can overcome all of this. So don't worry. This is exactly the work that I do with my clients. So all of this is great information for you to have because that shows you where you could benefit from some deeper exploration to unpack and harmonize the energy, the triggers of whatever is showing up for you within your body. Which then leads to the second step of the transformation to unleash your creative potential and something I dive much deeper into with my clients in my private coaching and in my membership community. So now you're going to get this little mini training on the journey my clients go through with me as I facilitate them to get through their transformation and to the other side where their breakthrough lives. So buckle up. The main shadow that I see time and time again in my work with clients as it relates to identity 
are the very hidden constructs around the sense of belonging. When I work with my clients, I guide them into activating and remembering their true soul's essence so they can get to know and own their story and themselves. Because as I guide people to manifest the life of their dreams, I know it's critical to meet them where they are so that they can move forward. Right? You cannot jump ahead. You cannot run before you've learned how to walk in this context. So you've got to meet yourself where you are right now so you can move forward. Because think about it. When your sense of self is wonky, it's misaligned to your true inner magic and your true brilliance. You contract your true soul's essence and power. You have this tendency to contort yourself to fit into molds that were never meant for you. And it's all because your sense of self is wonky, because you're clouded by uncertainty and confusion. Your sense of self is undeclared and it's wrapped up in your cultural imprinting at this stage. And if you're so ingrained in that cultural imprinting, the confusion, the uncertainty, the doubt, the wonkiness of your self-identity, how can you move forward? right? So let me give you an example of this. And again, as I'm talking through my examples, I invite you to see what's going on for you and how this is showing up for you in your life. So I'm Indian by descent, but I was born in Kenya and I've lived in Britain for most of my life. So I identify with being a Kenyan, an Indian and a Brit. So I have imprinting from all these different cultures that informs my self-perception. Now, if you identify with your version of this, you want to watch out for any conflicts within the different cultures, right? And there may not always be conflicts, but you want to start noticing and paying attention to where there may be. So for me, The Kenyan and the Indian part of me is very family oriented and is tethered to the belief that the elders know better, that you should be respecting your elders, that you need their blessings to be successful and such like. Whereas the cultural imprinting as a Brit means I also believe in freedom, in independence and doing what is best for me, making my own decisions in life. And it's not so much geared around what the family wants that matters. So can you see how these things will clash at some point? And even if you haven't lived in those countries yourself, but you've had an upbringing that is influenced by them, you'll probably have some cultural imprinting present. So for example, I have many friends whose parents have lived in another country, they're immigrants, and they are children of immigrants, right? If that resonates with you, then you want to look at the influence of the culture that your parents come from, which is influencing you and impacting you as well. So as I talk about this, think about what variation of cultural imprinting may have been present for you growing up and even now in your life. And as you think about this mix of cultural influences, it's like 
you're living through an identity crisis, right? One minute, you're one aspect of your cultural imprinting and at other times, you're another. So there's like this tug of war sometimes, internal tug of war that goes on within you unconsciously. And if you're not aware of it, that's where you tend to get sucked into the drama and the trauma and you tend to get pulled into the shadow of the cultural imprinting. Not that there's anything wrong with being adaptable and mutable so you step into the next evolution of your soul's path. In fact, I very much encourage that. But when you are operating from these different aspects, depending on how well you have been received or not received as you played out these various identities and who you have a sense of, it's going to affect your self-perception. And here's what I mean about being received or not received. I remember when I first moved to Kenya from England, my classmates in Kenya treated me with suspicion because I was from a different country, because my accent was different. They weren't used to the British accent. And when I moved back to the UK and I would describe my lifestyle or what we used to get up to in Kenya... People in the UK couldn't relate to that. And so on some level, I wasn't allowed to be part of their circle because I wasn't part of that culture. I didn't know about the popular songs and the music and all of the things that I hadn't been exposed to growing up in Kenya. So I wasn't received, right? There was part of me that wasn't received and they because they couldn't relate to me, all right? And that impacted my self-perception. I always thought of myself, whichever country I was in, we moved quite a bit from Kenya to the UK and the UK to Kenya, back and forth. And so each time we moved, the self-perception for me was that I was always an outsider, that I never belonged. And for me, it was a triple whammy because in Kenya, I didn't belong because I wasn't really Kenyan. And in England, I didn't belong because I wasn't really British. And not that I've ever been to India, but I know that the family, my family from India, don't really consider me an Indian because I've actually never been. So it was like I didn't belong anywhere, right? So that affected my self-perception, that I was just a misfit that I just didn't belong anywhere. I remember saying to my mom all the time, I feel like I'm a mongrel. Where do I belong? Right? So what is that for you? And here's another thing. A sense of identity doesn't even need to cross borders, right? It doesn't need to cross countries and continents like my experience has been. It could also be within counties. It could also be within different parts of town. Okay? I also studied in Sunderland, which is up in the north of England, while I was at uni studying pharmacy. And having come from London, there was a culture shock when I first moved up north. And I adapted after having lived there for four years, and I started to soak up some of the northern culture. At the same time, I wasn't well received because I was a southerner, right? So like I said, It doesn't have to cross borders or countries or continents. It could literally be just a different part of the same community, the same town, the same city. 
So if you can identify with being raised in different cultures and being influenced by them, then the chances are there is an element of internal confusion and sometimes even conflict. And it can be subtle or it can be overt. It's the hidden constructs around the cultural, political, religious infrastructures that can show up and all of this will impact how successful or not you are in manifesting what you say you desire. So can you see, as I talk about all of this, that manifesting is more than just visualizing your desires, vibing high, being positive and changing your mindset? Because all of these factors that I've just talked about will impact your ability to manifest. Why? Because They influence your self-perception and your self-perception informs how you show up and how you experience the world, what it's safe for you to receive when you're manifesting. So when I talk about creating your unique framework for manifesting, this is why. Because doing things the way everyone else is doing them even if others have had success through those particular methods of manifesting, doesn't necessarily mean that you will have the same success using those methods. And it's not because those methods are bad or they're wrong or that there's something wrong with you. It's because you haven't taken into consideration the cultural imprinting aspect that may be affecting you You haven't addressed that. You haven't unpacked that. You haven't worked through that and unraveled it to reveal your true soul's identity and then operate from that space. That's why it's not working. Not for any other reason. And that's why it may not be enough just to do the mindset work, to change a few beliefs here and there and recite your affirmations visualize your dreams and such like. All of those will only really be useful after you have addressed the internal stuff, which includes you getting to your soul's true identity, reconnecting with that, operating from that space. So why? Why why does it change? Why do things change when you get to that space? Because when you get to that missing part of the puzzle, then you can anchor the energy and ground it on a cellular level. Then doing the mindset shifting isn't even necessary because as your self-perception shifts, how you feel about yourself naturally shifts and that translates into what you think about yourself and about your desires and about the world around you. And what are beliefs anyway? They're just thoughts that you've been thinking over and over again, right? So when you do this deeper work, when you operate from your true soul's essence and make choices from that space, it becomes very clear to see what aspects of the popular manifesting teachings will actually be effective for you in that particular phase of your journey. And that's what's going to inform what you put into your personal manifesting framework. So the daily practices that you're implementing aren't just lip service. 
You're not just on autopilot doing things in motion as, you know, not really paying attention. You're just doing them. But they're actually creating an impact when you're doing them. They're actually supporting you in radiating your natural gifts. They support you in navigating through life's unexpected challenges, the plot twists in life, as I like to call them. They support you in creating your own plot twists, ones that actually work in your favor. Because manifesting shouldn't feel like hard work. It's not meant to be difficult and challenging. You get to have ease with it. And yeah, it's not easy. I feel like so many people think that when you're aligned, you have no problems and everything's rainbows, lollipops and unicorns. And that's not the whole truth. If you've ever successfully manifested, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But what will happen is that you'll start to master your energy. You'll start to understand what you can do to alchemize that negative energy energy in the moment and channel it into creating the future that you desire instead of amplifying all the things that you don't want. And here's the other thing. Your personal manifesting framework will change. That's the cool thing. You're never stuck with one way of doing it. Your manifesting framework evolves with you. Isn't that so cool? Because how many times have you resisted making a decision because you think, oh my God, if I make this decision, that's it. I can't ever change my mind and I'm stuck with this forever. This is something that comes up time and time again with my clients and I have to keep reminding them and reassuring them. It's okay. This is for this phase of your journey. It's for right now. It's correct for you now. And as you grow, as you expand, as you anchor even deeper into your true soul's essence, you're going to unlock other gifts. You're going to unlock other capacities and your manifesting framework is naturally going to change. So those tools, those practices that once worked really well for you may not actually work and you may need something different. Or conversely, you may cycle back round to something that you used to use in the earlier days that you kind of parked and you don't use anymore. And now it feels correct. And it probably is correct because now you're in alignment with those tools to use them and bring them into your own manifesting practices. And this is how you get to evolve your framework as you evolve. So before we wrap up today, I'd love to activate a new possibility for you if you're willing. The possibility of joyful manifesting where you don't delay your joy until you receive the end goal or before you've healed yourself or fixed your mindset first. But you get to experience the joy, the fulfillment, the deep satisfaction, the fun, the expansion and all the other yumminess that you think you'll have after you get to the end goal. But you actually get to have it all along the way and not just at the end when you've actualized your desire. So I invite you to stop for a moment and allow yourself to be washed 
with the energy of all the joy, the deep fulfillment, the satisfaction, the fun, and whatever you are waiting to experience when you get to the end of your desire, to the actualization of your desire. What is that energy for you? Feel it now in your body and notice how much lighter it feels in your body. Notice if you relax a little bit more. Maybe your shoulders drop as the tension starts to leave. Maybe your jaws start to soften. Maybe the muscles in your face, your tongue start to relax. Notice where you're feeling relief in your body. Maybe you notice that your breathing gets a little easier and a little deeper. And what if you were willing to manifest your biggest out there vision unfold in that energy? How much more fun would it be for you then? How much more ease could you have then? Because manifesting can feel like hanging out with your favorite people that love you. They love to be around you. They see you. They're cheering you on, holding your vision with you, with zero judgments about your past or the mistakes and failures of your past, with no frame of reference for an older identity that you may have hidden behind, but instead helping you to focus on your true identity. What if you could allow the transformation itself to be easeful and joyful as you start to remember your true soul's essence. Because I promise you, whatever level of success you've already had or not had in your manifesting journey, I know there is so much more for us all to uncover. And this isn't something you learn in the traditional way of learning, the way that we've been taught before. It's not something that you read in a book or learn in a workshop. Because it's an experience that you get to have, that only you can have. And it is just that experience that I and so many other brilliant souls on Translate are co-creating. Where we all get to play in that energy and learn from one another. Sure, I'm there to lead the community and guide you because I've had many years of self-discovery And I've already had a lot of experiences from which I garner deep wisdom to teach you to access your own remembrance so you don't need to make the same mistakes. And I learn so much from everyone in my field as well. If your soul is craving your people, deep accountability and support and more magic and fun than you've never even considered possible with manifesting in and on purpose, I'd love to see you in our Translate community. It's where we co-create literal magic and miracles as you discover who you are at the core of your being, minus all the crappy labels and identities that you've been hiding behind for so long that you've convinced yourself that is who you really are. And if that invitation is lighting up your soul, click on the link in the show notes and join us in the Translate community. I'd love to see you in there. So there you have it. 
You just received a mini experience of the deeper work that I take my clients through. I hope that it's been helpful. As I always say to my clients, having the insights alone isn't going to create much change. It's the action you take based on those insights. So please take time to contemplate everything deeply from this episode and let me know what actions you'll be taking from the insights that you've had from listening in today. And if this episode has been useful, go ahead and follow the podcast so you'll be notified of new episodes as they drop in. If you've enjoyed this conversation, feel free to support me by leaving a review and comment to let me know what your biggest awareness from this conversation has been. And if you have someone that you care deeply about that could use this message and inspiration in their life right now, do share the podcast with them. Until next time, thank you for your time, your energy and your beautiful presence today. Bye for now.